Welcome to the Grey Wolf Podcast. What is up and welcome to the Where Old Now Podcast. It is Ned, joined by my old buddy, John Fitzgerald. Johnny, my big little brother. I think that's how it runs. How are you, buddy? Yeah, I'm really good, man. And I'm really excited to get stuck into this podcast all about throwing back to the bedroom growing up, which is a uh, an interesting topic, especially once we threw it out to the followers there. But yeah, can you get stuck into this one, man? It's going to be a lot of fun. Oh man, it really is. And the, you are, you and I do have like a 10 year difference. So it's going to be quite interesting when we sort of compare our bedrooms growing up as kids. And a big thing at the moment is nostalgia, Johnny, and throwing back to the good old days where it wasn't all COVID lockdowns and all this sort of thing. So it's going to be quite interesting and a little bit of fun just to, you know, reminisce and sort of find out how we got to where we are today. And as you can see, I haven't really got too far away with all my uh, toys and whatnot in the background as you haven't either our podcast listeners can't see this but we're basically surrounded by toys and action figures and sporting goods in johnny's case yeah dude it's the way to be right and like you said nostalgia is huge at the moment that's what this podcast is all about throwing back to the good old days those 90s early 2000s days where things were simple but as you can see yeah you and i haven't really grown out of it too much i've got all my old video games back here i get my finger in the right spot like all the old uh, donkey kong country carts in japanese and like i'm all over that sort of stuff which we'll talk about in a minute but yeah this podcast is going to be a lot of fun like i said a lot of throwbacks and it's you know for those nostalgia geeks which is pretty big at the moment and uh you and i are kind of a, a unique breed in a way aren't we not only i guess there's a bit of an age difference but also we're kind of those uh jock nerds we're into the sort of you know into our sport but we're into our nerd pop culture all that kind of stuff and that's what this show is all about yeah 100 man there's a few of us getting around the old jock nerds like we can hold a conversation when it comes to the nba and nfl in your case shout out (laughs) fantasy football fanatics baby and also when it comes to as you were talking about donkey kong country super mario and all those kind of computer games uh sonic the hedgehog on the sega you like that back shout out to zor there too (laughs) Yeah, definitely, man. So I guess, like we said, topic number one, essentially, we'll break these shows down into topics and you know have a you know, a flavor of the month, essentially. And this one is the bedroom throwback. So we've got to go back to the Tepper, little Ned Tepper running around, man. Your bedroom kind of followed you into the green room there. But tell us a bit <laughs> about your room back when you were growing up. Well, it really does set you up for the rest of your life, or in my case anyway, Johnny, not much has really changed since I was like 10 years old. I was, and it, again, it comes down to what sort of era in life you're talking about. I guess, you know, when you're four-year-old, it's a little bit different to when you're 10-year-old and that sort of thing. But the main thing was the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles for me, Johnny, and you and I got to talk to the creator, Kevin Eastman, right here on Grey Wolf Entertainment. So that is something that was just such a huge deal for me because my room was absolutely decked out in TMNT. I've got some more notes here. You know, as I got older, I, you know, the Brisbane Lions, like I, I'm old enough to remember the merger between the Fitzroy Football Club and Brisbane, Johnny. Were you even thought about then, buddy? Or you were like two? 90, 96, was it, if I remember correctly? I think it was about around that time. So yeah, yeah, yeah I was uh, around somewhere. <laughs> You're up and about doing somersaults in the kindergarten playground and whatnot. The Chicago Bulls, man, I was lucky enough, like when I was just a a young fella in the 90s there, I was only little, but it was when Jordan was, you know, taking part in that three-peat, man. So I remember that I had the big posters of Jordan, the three-peat, Scotty Pippen, Mm. all that sort of thing up on the walls, man. And music, more rats, all that sort of thing. Everclear was a big band for me back in the day. And again, John, we got to speak to Art Alexakis. 
yeah. I got that right first go. I remember when we yeah. spoke to him, I absolutely butchered it. But, you know, Grey Wolf has been big for us, man. And I don't know if you want to roll to the TMNT movie trailer yet so we can yeah. re-throw What were your thoughts on this movie? Or do you want to talk about oh. that afterwards? Yeah, look, we'll talk about it afterwards, man. But uh, just for some context, we're going to be throwing to some trailers and different things. We really want to hit that nostalgia nerve, which, again, is pretty big nowadays. Let's play the TMNT uh, movie trailer, man. Let's have a quick chat afterwards. I know you're going to love this one. Our family grows. The city itself will be our playground to use as we please, rewarding ourselves and punishing our enemies. Looking for you, Miss O'Neill. There is a new enemy. Freaks of nature. Together, we will punish these creatures. What the heck was that? Looked like sort of a big title in a trench coat. right and check this out during that i snuck through and i got my shredder there he is oh yeah is it these i love it man and when that came out in cinemas i think i was probably on the young side to to catch it in the theater but i definitely remember that we go down to the the video store maybe you get your five weeklies for 10 bucks like there's a throwback in its own video shop memories is going to be a topic of this show at some stage but that was one that my brother and i checked out and i can't remember when that would have been you know school holidays in like grade one or two or whenever it was but what i always loved about the first uh live action movie was how they didn't come straight with the turtles remember at the start like there's the shadows and it kind of builds up to the reveal of the turtles like i can only imagine what that moment would have been like in cinemas dude yeah man i I barely even remember it in cinemas it was that long ago we're talking when dinosaurs were roaming out in the car park johnny but i tell you what grew up on the cartoons the movies didn't disappoint and interestingly enough talking to kevin eastman he was saying that that turtles movie was meant to fail because they thought it was way too dark for back in the day it was a bit ahead of its time i guess johnny but you compare that to the new one and i guess the cgi and all that sort of thing and to me it just doesn't hold a candle to it you've just got to love those original throwbacks and and the original movie yeah, you just you can never beat the originals, really, can you? Because it's a product of its time in a lot of ways, but just the hype around the movie when it came out. And it is a bit funny that at the time it was considered dark, or as nowadays, like, you know, dark superhero movies are just what, what they are, essentially. So, but I can just exactly. remember, like, you know, the buzz around that movie, like, oh, I had the trading cards. You probably had those as well. Like, it was just, like, that was just what growing up in the 90s was all about. Yeah. Like, it was the big release. It was, you know, the merch, the toys, the McDonald's Happy Meals, you know, promotions. And, like, you know, it really, like, I think back to those memories of borrowing those movies from the from the video shop. And, you know, TMNT is, like, right up there for me. It's so cool. 
Oh yeah, man. And we're just ticking boxes. Like we got to talk to the creator right there, man. And yes, of course I had the trading cards and shout out to Adam Flurl, who's hooked me up with the original ones. They're not in mint condition. So I'm a little bit upset about that, but they're still pretty good. You got to remember they're like, well, over 30 years old now. Yeah. Isn't that crazy to think? And look, another topic, trading cards, you know, there's another one and there's some cool stuff in here we'll go over shortly. But man, I got to talk about the Fitzgerald, little Johnny's bedroom when he was growing up. Because for me, a bit like yourself, it was NBA and it was a bit NBL because that was sort of when the NBL was really growing in, in sort of Victoria, definitely around Australia with, you know, like the Titans used to come to our hometown oh, yeah. at the time. So Tony Ronaldson was on my bedroom wall quite a bit. But <laughs> Ben, Ben. Yeah, 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 exactly. But like being a huge geek, for me, it was all about the video games. And as I pointed out before, like they're still sitting behind you. I've got truckloads at my mum and dad's, you know, full credit, like full disclosure. I'm 31 now and I still my old video games from mum and dad's. Game Boy collecting was big for me, Super Nintendo, Nintendo 64. But the big one for me, probably if I look back on those games, uh, and we've got a few here to read out from the followers too, but, you know, games like Doom on the on the old laptop, the Windows 98 yes. laptop. But of course, you know, when I was 12, I wasn't able to play it. But as soon as dad left, you know, I'd quickly sneak out there and play a few levels. <laughs> like this is this this all over it. Man, this game took the world by storm. You know, GoldenEye on the Nintendo 64, that I was all about that. But as a massive gamer, I've got to play this. And let's just see if it strikes a strikes I'm a chord for you people. Yeah, check I'm this out. I don't remember the trailer. I'm hype. Yeah, let's check it out. When you want to play the hottest, fastest, most advanced fighting game ever, forget everything else and play Doom 2 on your PC. No other game gives you the incredible realism, the 360-degree smooth scrolling and explosive action like Doom 2. It's easy to start playing, but it won't let you stop. Doom 2, it will consume you. Play solo against a computer, against a buddy by modem, or online in an awesome four-way deathmatch. Doom 2, playing in a PC software store near you. Like that, come it's <laughs> just the way it was. Just, real quick, just yep. real quick, I love the dudes they've got on there. So realistic. They haven't gone for your Hollywood heartthrobs. They have gone for your yep. flat out nerd burglars who are there <laughs> in front of their PCs tapping away, man. That yeah. is freaking dope. My kind of people, dude. Of course, back then, like, don't forget, like, the floppy disks. You know, that's how the games came out. Shareware is what it was called. So you, maybe you get the first episode or the first few levels for free. Then you had to send mum's credit card overseas to get the rest of the oh, game. So yes. at that point, I can definitely remember trying to because, you know, you'd play all the free games and you'd want more. But, yeah, that was my childhood growing up, dude. It was all about sports. It was all about video games. And, and sort of a lot of that nerdy stuff was uh, – it sort of followed me into adulthood as well. I can't sort of escape it. None. You say that like it were a bad thing, John. I think it is all sorts of awesome, man. And your shout out to your parents for, I just love those guys right there. Pistol Pete and Helen. I like the idea of them walking out and you running into the room, bloody firing up that old PC 64 yeah. or whatever the hell it was and playing Doom. That is sick, man. Yeah, that was pretty much the childhood. And all the Doom clones that came out of the time, Heretic. And, of course, Doom 2, we just played there. Like, I still remember that coming out and going out to Harvey Norman. It was one of those ones I had the sort of the yeah, the thing with all the cheap games on it. I remember it coming out, 10 bucks at Harvey Norman, buying it when I probably shouldn't have and spending a lot of time and a lot of hours sunk into that game. But, you know, that's what we love to look back on now, man. Like, I still watch videos and I still get into um, playing Doom on some of the more modern hardware now. And, like, it's just as good as it was before. It all holds up, which this stuff does nowadays, doesn't it? Everything just holds Holds up. Yeah, it really does. And retro video games are a big thing now too as well, aren't they? Because I know Broad's yeah. picked up himself like one of those 64s or whatever in the micro 
additions or whatever, you probably know more about it than me, but I know that they're playing a lot of the old school games that I played back in the day. Yeah, definitely. The the uh, mini SNES and the mini NES and that yeah, sort of stuff are pretty popular nowadays. That's where it's all come full circle. Like, you know, I got into the video game collecting from age 13, 14. Now it's all come back around because all this stuff is just worth money. So now all that stuff that mum, all that crap, essentially, mum wants me to get from her place is all worth something now. That's why we bought it. So, yeah, it's a little bit crazy to think that this stuff that we grew up and didn't really think about. You remember you get your, your Game Boy for Christmas and you take the game out and you threw the container or the, the box out and you threw the instructions out and you kept the, the cartridge. Like if you had all that complete, like it's worth hundreds of dollars these days. So stuff Man, we there's just... There's no way I would have been throwing it out, bro. No way. <laughs> Yeah, maybe that was just me for some things. I've still got some of my old sort of box games and all that kind of thing. But, you know, a lot of the stuff back here, it's all just for sort of for show more so. And, you know, to throw back to my childhood, a lot of, um, yeah, like I said, Donkey Kong and GoldenEye, a lot of hours spent on those kinds of games. But it's good to look back on. Oh, hell yeah, it is, man. And I guess we'll jump into some people that we sort of asked the question a week or so ago on the World Now Facebook page, sort of what you got into when you were a kid. And Hunter Fortune, this is our boy, our video editor for The Underground, and he does a bit of stuff for, uh, he did We're Old Now with Bill Mosley, of course. Big props to him. He lives the other side of the world. We're talking Minnesota. It snows there quite often. So he was huge into snowboarding and that sort of thing, skateboarding. Dude's actually one of those BMX bandit type cats as well. He can do some crazy things if you hit him up on his Facebook page. Rapper as well. Jack of many trades, Johnny. I like it right there. But he's talking about his trusty N64 and SNES as well. And he had stuffed monkeys, which is kind of cool. But the trailer we're going to play for this one is another game, right? Yeah, boy. It's another one that uh, it was massive when it came out at the time. The trusty N64. I remember going down to uh, Kmart. These have the booth set up and you'd play the Nintendo 64 just for ages sitting in the middle yeah. of Kmart. But Hunter, check this one out, man. I think, I think you're going to love it. Open your eyes and your mind to the realism of Nintendo 64 as you play Super Mario 64. Submerge in a 3D environment with 15 worlds of beautiful graphics and 10 special areas. And of course, Mario. Move an incredible 360 degrees as you embark on Mario's greatest adventure to recover the stolen power stars and defeat his mortal enemy, Bowser. Mario acquires special abilities by changing hats. Fly with a feathered hat. Use the invisible hat to vanish. And become invincible with the metal hat. Use these powers to combat giant 3D enemies as you see the action through Mario's eyes. 64 megs of power and battery backup let you experience Mario like never before. It's Super Mario 64. Oh, yeah, you get among Super Mario 64 back in the day, Johnny. I bet you did. Yeah, boy, it was all uh, Mario Kart was huge for me. But by the time the 64 came out, like I said before, GoldenEye, uh, Mario, Super Mario 64. But, like, it's all about you hear him saying there, it's 64 megs of power and all that stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. That's what it was all about. It was 32-bit, 64-bit, all that kind of stuff. You know, of course, as kids, we knew exactly what they were talking about. But, yeah, that's a that's a great game to throw back to. Oh, I love it right there. Big throwbacks on the computer games and video games and whatnot, Johnny. And like you said, or, you know, it still holds its own to its day. want to switch things up now to Scotty Haywood. He was very much of my prime. Good dude. And he's talking about the Ninja Turtles. Freddy yep. Krueger, which I, I think is, is kind of cool. He had a walking robot. Gumby. Do you remember Gumby? Gumby. Dude, like, I'm not going to lie. I go through phases in my adult life where I actually watch Gumby on YouTube. If you want to check it out, there's a ton of episodes on there. And, dude, it doesn't hold up. No, not really, but it's still so much fun to watch. (laughs) 
nothing really does hold up. Well, it, it kind of does in a way, but it's quite funny. But yeah. when you're talking about horror movies now compared to back then, we are going to talk Freddy Krueger. I thought I'd throw this in for Scotty because our boy Herb's also big on Freddy Krueger. He actually thinks he is Freddy Krueger a lot of the time. And we've got a bit of a clip from an old Freddy Krueger movie to play. And it's it's I found this one funny and not scary. I'm not sure about you, buddy. Yeah, let's check it out. Can I ask you something? Certainly. Who gives a fuck what you think? About man. Lawrence yeah. coming in at the end there, man. <laughs> I love it. And in, why did you have to go and headbutt the TV like that and break the screen? It's very funny because the Freddy Krueger line in that, our buddy, uh, yours by choice, I might add. Mine is kind of, I've known him forever. He's, welcome to prime time. Oh, yeah. He used to run around saying that all the time from that one, Freddy's nightmare number, who goodness knows. Do you know what that was? Oh, I can't remember now. Into each other, that many sequels to Friday the 13th. It's sometimes hard to remember which one's which, but uh, no, good times. And uh, that definitely strikes a chord nostalgia wise because those horror movies, and again, I go through these phases, I go through phases a lot in life. Um, of course, it's Nightmare on Elm Street, I'm not sure why it's Friday the 13th, but. I go through these phases where I rewatch a lot of those eighties and, and those sort of very early nineties horror movies because they're just, it was just a different time. You know, the slashes genre was sort of finding its feet and there's some absolute classic movies getting around from that period, dude. And, you know, of course we all watch them before we should. And that's put sort of part of the nostalgia to now, as oh, you sort yeah. of said before, watch them and, and actually have a bit of a laugh at some scenes. <laughs> Yeah, that's really my. I don't know why I threw uh, Friday the Thirteenth right there too. Jason's going to hunt me down and kill me for that, mistaking Jason Voorhees for Freddy Krueger. Different horror movie franchises, and I don't know, but it put it down to the topic of this whole entire show. Yeah. We're old now, losing it in our old age. We're going to switch things up, and this is very Australian here for our boy Todd Fatty Langan. Love this guy. He's very excited at the moment. He wants to de-leave, Johnny. It's all about the Melbourne Demons at the moment. Yeah. We're heading to the AFL Grand Final against the Western Bulldogs next weekend, I believe. And he yep. grew up with it. And I remember him from school. I remember Toddy being a massive Demons fan and him much similar to me. These guys have had a long time to wait to, you yeah. know, for, to have anything to sort of celebrate about, but I think it's, you know, it could happen. Who are you thinking? Is it going to be Melbourne? Is it going to be the Western Bulldogs? 
Yeah, look, I was all on the Melbourne train uh, up until I saw the Bulldogs play last Saturday night because they were unbelievable. And Luke Beveridge just put together a, a game plan that just undid Port Adelaide. So he's obviously a step ahead as a coach. But oh, I'm still getting on the Demons bandwagon. I think they made the grand final in 2000. So it's been 21 years since they even got to the big dance. So it's just it's just a good story. You know, it's been, I think, 1964 was, was their last premiership. So it's been a long time since they've won one. So, you know, the Doggies got up in 2016. So I hope that Melbourne gets their turn. And they... They deserve it, given all those years they had at the bottom of the ladder. But, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be a great game. Yeah, and for Toddy, who also said that he had Al McPherson calendars, and, you know, that's fantastic right there. Jeez, I laughed at that. Uh, basketball cards as well. Model plane ships the works, but he was a big-time D supporter. And we're going to throw back to, what did you say, an epic yeah, AFL I'll... intro from the 90s. Yeah, and we won't play the whole video here, but just to sort of get the nostalgia running, there was an intro that Channel 10 played uh, in the early 2000s, you know, 2002 to 05 or whenever it was. It was a holy grail, hunters and collectors. And every time I look back to sort of that time period, around the time that D's last made the grand final, this is all I think about. See if it strikes a chord with you, Nettie. Chord, man definitely strikes a yeah. chord right there i love the the one random bogan they've got in there did you see <laughs> i don't remember that from back it, in the day it's amazing dude like that alone that just that song and that intro just brings back so many memories of watching footy growing up and hopefully for for toddy that's a you know that strikes a chord as well yeah our fingers are crossed for you toddy and i know your brother's a western bulldogs fan but yep. like you said they won it like in 2016 so it's time for the d's we are d leaving and we are moving on to tim cox who was all about the super nintendo game boy pokemon cards and this one batman action figures which really struck a chord with us john Big, big. And I'm pretty sure I had most of the set that we're just about to show you because action figures were huge in the 90s, man. Like, you know, at the time, they were more for, for play. Now they're obviously a bit more for collecting. And, and if only we had a known back then, if you leave them in the packet, that could be worth something these days. <laughs> but this, this, this commercial in particular really hits it for me. And I'll see what you think. When crime gets this big, you need the squad, the Batman Crime Squad. Batman and Robin with rapid deploy techno capes. Plan strike Batman puts the hook on the evil Bane, but Bane is strong as steel. Racing in comes Ski Blast Robin to stagger the beast. Now the squad takes to the air in the triple attack jet. Robin launches the attack drone, revealing Air Assault Batman, who causes Bane serious pain. When crime gets this big, you need the squad. The Batman Crime Squad with rapid deploy techno capes. Figures in triple attack jet each sold separately. These and other incredible Batman toys are available at a store near you. How cool is that? Man, freaking dope right there. That's all I can say. Did you have any of those figures, Johnny? I think I had most of them. I'm not going to yeah, lie. I love, mom and dad's. I love that right there. I've got a Batman out at my parents' farm at the moment. It wasn't one of those, but I used to use it all the time and it had the flying grapple 
thing yeah. that he uses to swing off stuff. Kind of like what Jay does in Mole Rats, you know, like when they're running. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And you know what's what's kind of cool I saw with Batman is you, th- you throw back to, you know, the 90s when there was Batman and Robin, uh, Batman Returns, you know, like the Tim Burton movies into the yes. uh, Joel Schumacher movies. And they were always, at, they always had the Happy Meal, you know, promotion with them. And I'm pretty sure a lot of parents cracked them at those movies not really being designed for kids, but they're all over McDonald's and those little Happy Meal toys. Like I still remember those. And even throwing back, you know, this is digging right down in there when you used to get the Tarzos and you'd remember remember Tarzos. Oh, yeah, they used to have little film cells, they called them. So in the Tarzo, you get like a little film cell from um, Batman Returns, I'm pretty sure it was. And it'd be like a little scene from the movie as like a Tarzo. Like I'm, I'm hoping someone out there remembers those because I'm pretty sure, again, I've still got those at mum and dad's. Like that just brings back so many memories. I'm sure a lot of people will remember them, Johnny, because I'm all about that. I've got a bunch of Tarzos out at the farm. The, the big one for me was the Space Jam Tarzos, yeah. but I do definitely remember the Batman and Robin ones. And an interesting point there. I never even thought about that until now. A lot of those were, yeah, movies not aimed at kids, yet they were all through the Happy Meals. I'm not sure if you'd get away with it in this day and age. Yeah, I don't know. And there was definitely a few of those movies because obviously the Tim Burton ones were, were quite dark. And then Joel Schumacher came along and said, we're going to make it kooky and weird and, you know, the bat credit card and the bat nipples and all that sort of stuff. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, you, you wouldn't see a Happy Meal toy for The Dark Knight when that came out. So it's, it's kind of it's kind of interesting just, you know, you know, back in the day, maybe we, we, we sort of weren't as strict on those sorts of things. And Mac is, you know, McDonald's just jumped on anything that was going to make the money. But, like, I love looking back. And I watch a few even just YouTube channels of people that collect all the old Happy Meal toys. And, and that's what I was sort of saying. You look at some of the movies they were promoting, it's like, man, like even like Dick Tracy and movies like that that yeah. not really for kids. But, you know, kids watch them. Like, I remember growing up watching The Mask and movies like that with my dad. And, you know, you probably shouldn't have. But... Yeah, it's just what we did back in the 90s. Maybe that's why the kids are going soft these days. Johnny, you let me get my old man thing on. That's it. Like, they're, they're too soft these days. A man that isn't soft is Karen B- uh, Bird. Great dude right here. He's talking about wrestling. Now, wrestling was a big thing for me growing up. It was a big thing for a bunch of us. I, I don't think you even used to watch some of the tapes back in the day, didn't you? Like... Yep. Yep. Again, going back to the five weeklies at Video Easy, we used to get yeah the yep. back in yeah the because wrestling uh, WWF had that real big uptrend about 2000, 2001, and I think everyone was into it. So I jumped on the sort of the wave around that point. But yeah, I was definitely into yeah. it back. And that, you know, that sort of throws over to our boy Nims as well on reliving the war because there was a big Monday Night Wars happening between WWF Raw and WCW Monday Nitro and the, both federations were battling at it and it was just huge in the late 90s, early 2000s, as you were saying. And we thought we would play the intro. Now, this one really throws back some nostalgia feels for me, my man. <laughs> Let's do it, man. Let's get into it. That is just such an intro right there, man. It's, it is not like it used to be. And like, you know, Nims and our buddies will be like, oh, you got to love what's happening now. And I do to a certain point, but it's not like it was back then, dude. That was, 
not aimed at children. I can assure you some of the crazy storylines and whatnot they had happening back then, yep. just over the top. Yep. And yeah, what, that intro, man. Yeah, man, that hits a chord, doesn't it? And again, watching that on VHS, you know, had the scan lines over it, makes it even better, I reckon, because that throws it right back. And like, I'll tell you what, the the, gra- the grab, the grab, grab grapple i don't know what the word is there but the sort of the you know, impact it had i suppose on on kids yeah. back then like, i can remember getting like the n64 games you know wrestlemania 2000 and you create your own wrestler and like coming out to the big show theme and like there was just so much that it sort of just it grabbed everybody like everyone was just so into wrestling back then it's just like that really just yeah hits a chord with me as well it really did drop off for a while, but we think it's sort of starting to come back now with a whole new federation and all elite wrestling, which is sort of taking on the WWE. And there's a lot of those sort of feels as what there was 20 years ago. Time will tell whether they hold on or not, but they're starting to out rate the big ones. So, you know, Vince McMahon and the WWE are going to have to step up their game a little bit, Johnny, but more on that, of course, with Nims on reliving the war and we'll touch on it on maximum impact as well. This one's going to be a fun way though. Switching up to Mrs. Herbert, man. I love this right here that April Rabel jumped in or April Herbert, as we like to refer to her as what a golden era, John, she's talking about Keanu Reeves, of course, best known for his role as in Bill and Ted love it right there. I'm sure that's probably not what she was referring to. Courtney Love, a tape deck in the bedroom, which I also had. Did you did you tape, Johnny? Did you tape songs off the radio? Because we did yeah. that flat out back in the day. Yep, yep, yeah. I remember my mum bought like one of those really expensive hi-fi systems. You know, like it had the six discs going around and the tapes on the yes. front. So you get a tape and you'd yeah pr- press play on one and record on the other one and you record stuff to it and recording off the radio and hell yeah, that that just it, that alone just makes me think. I remember it's it's still sitting in the same spot in mum and dad's sort of um, lounge room that it used to be. And I still remember sitting on the couch there, you know, pressing the two buttons at once yes. and yeah, that's that's the way it was. <laughs> Oh, I love that right there. That's what it's all about. And of course, she's got a big special thing for Luke Perry, Beverly Hills 90210. This was the biggest show getting around. This was huge, yep. Johnny, back when I was in like grade three or something. So it's probably before your time. But what a Hollywood heartthrob. Let's let's roll this for Ape. <laughs> Thank you. 
the first thing that comes to mind there, Johnny, is I feel like we have to recreate the start to that with them wearing the glasses and whatnot. And you could be there shirtless yeah. doing the big volleyball tap. Yeah. You yeah. see yeah. that, man. And then Jay could have the glasses and they could come down and he could be all like, man, what a show. I must admit I was very much into Beverly Hills 90210 when I was a kid and I was in love with that Jenny Garth. Damn. Yeah, I mean, it's – uh, how about that intro? Like even just that song just strikes up so many memories of intros at the time for other shows. Like it was just such an iconic one. And it's interesting they haven't done any reunions or anything like that in, in sort of, you know, given that we're all in the uh, the reboot and rerun sort of uh, era at the moment. Yeah, well, very tragic. Like Luke Perry actually passed away a year or two ago, I think. And mm. one fact about Luke though, Johnny, is his son is Jungle Boy in the AEW. So the All Elite Wrestling, yeah. he's a wrestler, which is really cool. And he yeah. actually looks like a you know tarzan or whatever and he's cool it's just luke perry with long hair it's quite funny to watch and and you're i can't help but thinking of his dad back in the day being you know the spunk or whatever so it's you know but as far as reboots go i think didn't they reboot 90210 yeah i can't really years ago or something i don't know Yeah, it's sort of you want to like for a movie or a get together of some sort or a panel show even just to sort of relive it because it was such an iconic show when it came in. Obviously launched so many careers as well. So yeah, good one to throw back to. Thanks for that, April. And I'm sure uh, that'll stir up some memories with uh, yourself and Mr. Herbert at home. Yeah, definitely, Mr. Herbert. I reckon they'll be recreating many of the scenes from there, Johnny. I can see that now, Jay getting out there on the beach and whatnot. He'll have Ape on his shoulders and she'll be in the bikini and they'll be like, yeah, I don't know where I'm going to go from there. (laughs) But we have to do it. And this one, big shout out. This is my coach. She jumped on here. She wouldn't have unless I tagged her in it. But anyways, bit younger. And this one, I have to have a laugh about here. She was all about Hannah Montana. Miley, Miley Cyrus was Hannah Montana, yeah? This yeah, is past great. my age, bro. Like it's, but I, I think it's great because we'll roll the intro to this and then you got to think that this girl turned into the Miley Cyrus we know because she went to be a badass, didn't she? Yeah, a little bit. But let's throw back to uh, before those times just for a moment. Billy Ray Cyrus, man, achy, breaky heart, and Miley Ray Cyrus in there too. I love that Billy Ray was one of the creators and he like threw himself into the mix. Yeah, as you would too, I suppose. But like, I look, I can't, I can't honestly say that I watched a lot of uh, Miley Cyrus or Hannah Montana. I find that hard to believe, man. That's a banger of a uh, opening song too, man. Like, got to get behind that. It's freaking epic, right there. I, I must admit, I think some of my kids were into it. Shout out to my coach. It makes me realize how young you are. That's crazy to me right there. But yeah, man, 
there you go. Different people have different nostalgia sort of thing. And I love it. Billy Ray Cyrus. I did remember his song, Achy Breaky Heart. That was huge, mm. man, back in the day. And Miley, of course, went all badass and crazy at one stage. Wasn't she hanging out with Britney Spears? Was that yeah, a thing? Oh, it happened to a lot of those, like Amanda Bynes and all those sort of, um, you know, the Disney, Disney stars. Like, kids, that yeah. kind of grew up with. Yeah, they all kind of went a bit off the rails, didn't they? I mean, there might be an episode in there somewhere, maybe a crossover with, uh, you know, one of the mystery sort of shows there. But it's just, yeah, it was a bit of a strange one, wasn't it? That sort of time period. Man, it definitely was. And I, I remember Miley Cyrus rocking up on a, a movie. I can't remember what, what it was called, though. But that Joseph Gordon-Levin kid was in it, and he kept calling her Miley Cyrus in it. He's like, it's Miley Cyrus. Oh, yeah. Man, yeah, I can't I think that. of the movie. They were in a secret nightclub sort of thing. And yeah, yeah, yeah. This movie, actually, that had those three funny dudes in it. But, you know, there's definitely the old man brain ticking over right there. But shout-outs to the coach, man. That's awesome that you're into Miley and Hannah Montana and all about that right there. What do we got next? This one I do like. This is my buddy, Geordie yeah. Offer. And this is something, again, past my time because these are just youngins. Yeah. kind yep. of cool at the same time, this was a massive fad, Johnny. In the bedroom of Miss Offer, Miss Pizzoni back in the day was a Tamagotchi. Man, this is my vintage all the way through. And, of course, the Tamagotchi turned into the Digimons, and they are worth yes. a ton of money on eBay now if you've got them, whether or not they're in a box. Of course, I've still got all mine because, you know, you and I ever throw anything away. So no, I can still you with your Game Boy covers, apparently. <laughs> You're insane, Fitzgerald. <laughs> covering everything up behind me but like i still remember the day they banned digimons at school it was like when i was in like grade two maybe grade two or three and everyone was battling them and we used to sit there in the classroom with a hand in our pocket and we'd be training them because you'd just be pressing a on the buttons there and you'd just be training it all day battle it at lunchtime and i can still remember that that's a huge part of my life so i'm so happy that geordie brought that up and we've got a commercial play that is going to take you right back to that moment freaking killer well, if it isn't Tamagotchi, her new favorite pet. Yes. So what's that make me? Fish sticks? Oh, are you hungry? Oh, no, 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 no. By all means, feed it. Play to your heart's content. Look, Goldie. I took good care of her, and she changed again. Change? How about changing some water here? Katie, boss is here. So Tamagotchi can pause. I can pause, too. Want to see that again? Tamagotchi, the original virtual reality pet. Your care determines the pets you get from Bandai. Oh, love it, man. I never had a Tamaguchi or Gucci. We'll call it Gucci because the Gucci is funny. Of course, that was a voice of Rob Paulson too. That did that was like the fish there, which is pretty awesome. Another throwback. But um, man, like like I said, Digimons were a huge part of my life growing up. So thanks for throwing that one in there, Geordie. That was uh, that was a good trip down memory lane. It definitely was. And I love that ad, man. That was a very clever commercial there with the talking fish and the bubbles and whatnot. All right, man. We are throwing over to our boy, Lirazone. Cool enough to jump on there. Joseph Marino, great dude. He had a strange music banner up in his bedroom, which I can't say, man. I was, it, I didn't have anything cool like that because I only discovered it right as I was sort of leaving high school. I discovered mm. Twisted and Insane Clown Posse in 1999. So... Man, that's showing my age a little bit right there. But he had some cool stuff, including Yu-Gi-Oh! Pokemon cards for days, he said. So I thought we'd run with the old Pokemon cards because I know this was a big thing for a lot of people growing up. And yeah. interestingly enough, is it not pronounced Pokemon? Because I was watching this earlier and they call it something different, I, a Pokemon or something. 
I actually remember this ad and I remember people saying Pokemon was how the guy pronounces it's an Australian ad. And I, I actually vaguely remember talking about that in the, in the schoolyard. Cause like, and me, and me being the age when Pokemon came out, you know, when red and blue came out on Game Boy, like, you know, just put that stuff directly into my veins was me at that age on <laughs> Game Boy. That was Pokemon all around. And it's funny because Pokemon cards, again, another thing that's come back up again, man, because they're worth so much money now. If you've got these things in mint condition or near mint, like they're going to thousands of dollars on eBay. Like it's just, it's crazy to think that's the case, you know, given back, you know, back in the day, we'd have our greasy chip fingers all over them and we'd you know, oh, yeah. them and throwing them around. But let's let's play this TV uh, commercial. This is an Australian one. And like I said, I vaguely remember it. So I think it uh, might hit a note with a few people. Now you can play a part in the ultimate Pokemon battle. Trainer versus trainer. <laughs> the Pokemon trading card game. All the creatures, all the battles. Grab your starter pack and start playing the Pokemon trading card game. Good clean fun. Pokemon, Johnny Pokemon. Pokemon. Well, I mean, Pokemon short for pocket monsters. So I guess that might be where that came from. But I, I can just remember that everyone started to to make fun of that ad like very, very early days for, for little me. But yeah, Pokemon was such a huge fad when it came out and like it's still going strong to this day. But I can remember, you know, the uh, the old Canberra trip you do in grade six at school and we used to go and buy 35, you know, double A batteries to play your Game Boy the whole way and you'd be trading Pokemon and like that's everything we've gone through today, man. It's just been a trip down for me and I, I'm sure a lot of people around my age would be remembering fondly uh, playing Pokemon back in the sort of mid to late 90s. Oh, definitely, Johnny. There has been a bunch of, I think that's it for the trailer side of things for this episode, isn't it? We'll yep. run through the last few people that were cool enough to jump on here. We couldn't really do anything for music posters and whatnot to Laura Gile, but definitely there was music stuff all over my room, man. I grew up, I was uh, like, you know, Metallica was one of the first big bands I got into and a lot of that 90s grunge and uh, Everclear, as I pointed out earlier, I remember there was a poster of those guys on my wall and it was before Twisted and that stuff, Johnny, which is a bit scary. We could have probably played Space Jam trailer for Shane Craft, actually. McMuff, a big part of this show. He is our graphics guy. He is the man behind the epicness that is the Where Old Now podcast poster. He said he was into Space Jam. Power Rangers, damn it. What am I doing, John? I should have got a power rangers dude we might have to do that at some stage because that was big i was gonna say i reckon when we start talking action figures power rangers are gonna be a big 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 one for me of course mighty Morphin power rangers 90s like they just go together like bread and butter so yeah power rangers is huge just reading sort of uh mcmuff's answers there, like him and i are just like long lost brothers there with the snes <laughs> you can drive the game boy color the playstation dude street sharks street sharks <laughs> you remember that like Seriously, man. Like, yeah, you and I would have been best mates at uh, primary school. Shane Craft, I love this guy, but man, I swear to God, if he had five minutes alone with me, I would not be leaving the room. I would be a dead man with my head rolling around. It's lucky that we live a long way apart (laughs) because I am on that poor guy's case all the time. Much love, McMuff. You are a very good man and only a few shows to 
jammed down his throat in the in the coming weeks. But yeah, hell yeah. It sounds like you, it's like me and Scott Haywood were very much the same. You and Shane Craft were very much the same. Uh, big shout-outs to our boy, Traith Leffler. Traith is probably the coolest name I have heard in the last yeah. 25 years right there, John. And he's never been big for posters. Fairly bland room in general, but not a bland name. Recently getting into basketball jerseys and a bunch of them hanging up. Otherwise, I had Air Force, Cadets, uniform, books, hockey gear, that sort of thing. So very much down your path yeah. there, John. The sporting memorabilia, which is very, very cool. And, of course, our boy, Dirk Manning, the one and only, who basically just said, totally horror. So we're to- he'll probably, he will not be happy with us mixing up. <laughs> Man, Nightmare on Elm Street and the Friday the 13th uh-huh. franchise, but that is all sorts of cool. It's funny that he turned out to be a horror comic book writer, John, because yeah. you know, those years are very influential when you're growing up, your teenage years, you tend to take it with you. And if you take anything from this show, we're old now, and what we're talking about, what was in our bedrooms, hang on to that stuff, keep it mint, because in 20 years' time, even though I probably won't give it away, I want to sell it. But Anna, my wife, might. Ashley, your lovely wife, might as well. Oh, John, sorry, your Pokemon stuff's gone, brother. Yeah. But here, here's a new boat. <laughs> yeah, it's it's fascinating. It's an interesting message. And, you know, that's the whole sort of vibe around where old now, man, is not just a throwback to that sort of nostalgia. But look look at how much it changed us and shaped our lives. Like, you know, even Trace there talking about the NBA stuff. Like, you know, I'm, I'm a bit the same. That sort of turned us into basketball fans. And all the video games turned us into sort of nerds in a sense. And, like, it's just fascinating and, and a great trip down memory lane. And then that's, again, what this show is all about. We're going to be thrown to these, these commercials and different things that were huge back in the 90s. I mean, I don't even know if they play uh, commercials for sort of action figures and toys and lollies and stuff anymore like you know, everyone yeah. gets frustrated yeah it's, it's you know maybe like saturday morning disney and it was just full of commercials for cocoa pops and you just don't see that anymore so we're here to keep you entertained and to really keep striking that nostalgic nerve but man that's some great answers there and good to have people involved so early yeah, big, big shout-outs to everyone that took part. We really, really appreciate you. And that's another thing too, John, when you talk – everything's so easy to access now. It's mm. like when I was growing up, it was a big time about getting up early for the Saturday morning so you could catch Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. You could – you know, you'd get home from school and you'd watch the Power Rangers and and that sort of thing. But now you want to watch it. It's just on a streaming service. You go yeah. home, you can watch it anytime you like sort of thing. So it definitely is a different world we're living in now. And if my son Brody's watching this, he'd be like, man, that dinosaur – And speaking of dinosaurs, Johnny, just real quick, when we were talking to Bill Mosley, we actually asked him what was in his bedroom growing up, which we will, because we're going to get some people and we're going to interview them on We're Old Now and sort of find out what they were into growing up and whatnot. But Bill Mosley said dinosaurs to start with. And I thought he was doing my old famous dinosaur joke. I'm like, oh, that's funny because, you know, Bill's a little bit older than even me. And I'm like, oh, he's talking about, you know, he had dinosaurs out in the backyard, but no. He actual was actually one. talking about actual dinosaurs, which is cool. That throws me back to Jurassic Park. Were you yeah. in Jurassic Park, John? Yeah, massive, especially when the sequel came out. Like that was about the time that I was sort of, you know, able to see some of those movies. And and again, the trading cards. Like I had a lot of these trading cards yes. growing up for movies, which I found on eBay a few times. Like for the Flintstones movie that came out in 1994, those sorts of things. Like. Killer. Trading cards were huge back then, and I was right into the Jurassic Park ones. And again, another nerve and another episode that we can we can sort of pull on the uh, pull on the nostalgia string there, man. But yeah, the dinosaurs was a great answer. And I think everyone went through that phase growing up too. Is either Jurassic Park or now Jurassic World? It's just going to follow us as uh, as new generations come through. 
damn right. On the next episode, we need to get Pete and my dad on, and my dad can talk about how he made his own toys, John. Back in my day, we made our own toys for fun. You kids. (laughs) I'm sure. And my dad can tell us all about how he was a little accountant growing up with his labicus. I'm sure that was uh, what Pete was doing. Oh, I love it right there. But, man, I guess that's almost coming to the end of the very first kind of episode of We're Old Now. We have had two interviews in the back, Michael Berryman and Bill Mosley. You can check those ones out. Horror movie legends on our mm. Facebook page, We're Old Now podcast. Just search that. Or, of course, we have just kick-started the YouTube as well, Johnny. What's that? YouTube.com slash Ants. <laughs> I believe so, yeah. So just Google or, or search for Grey Wolf Entertainment on YouTube. We're going to build that up as we get these new shows off the ground. So keep an eye out for some content popping up on YouTube. And we're just getting out there everywhere, man. You'll see Grey Wolf Entertainment on your phone, on the net there. No matter what app it is, Grey Wolf Entertainment's here. Hell yeah. Be sure to check out Football Fantasy Fanatics or Fantasy Football Fanatics, I should say, yeah? Tongue twister there, man. Yeah, the fantasy football fanatics has kicked off and great first episode as well. Well, we're breaking down fantasy NFL with uh with the madman and myself. Now that footy's kind of wrapping up through the summer months, we'll be talking some NFL American football. So if you're into fantasy or you just love hearing the two of us uh make some make some jokes at each other, definitely check it out. Be sure to check it out. I did last night. It was a very great listen slash watch. I noticed that you were talking about a guy called Herbert in there. Can't help yeah. but think. It's got to be a relation to Jace Herbert. The, the athletic genes run strong in the name Herbert. Yeah, Justin Herbert there. Uh, he's a quarterback of Justin the Los Angeles. So yeah. <laughs> Isn't it? And funnily enough, he's in one of my teams. And the thing that you do in, in American football is when you, you draft your team, you come up with like a funny pun name, like using one of your players. And so my yeah. team's called Herbert's Perverts in uh, one of my oh. legs. <laughs> And I've never called Herbert a pervert. There you go. Jace is going to hate you now more than he hates me, Johnny. But yes, we've got the fantasy football fanatics happening and more stuff to come. All about that. Yeah, exciting times. Look, watch this space, Grey Wolf Entertainment. It's been a big year for us this year, man. And uh, we're just getting bigger and better and, and keep an eye on this space. Thanks for taking time out, Johnny. It has been a bunch of fun, bro. I'm going to go break out some Ninja Turtle toys, I think. Yeah, I think I might do a bit the same, man. I'm going to go through some video games here and start showing Ash what they're worth so she doesn't throw them out when uh, when I'm not around anymore. This has been another presentation from the Grey Wolf Entertainment Network, greywolfentertainment.net.